Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we're going to be talking about The Iron Giant from 1999. It's an old movie. And right now, if you're watching us, a little bit of our video, we're actually recording in the daylight for, for know, it's so weird. a few times. <laughs> it's weird, man. I can actually like see outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, eh, should I keep it dark? Like a dungeon, like I usually do. Nah, let's open the blinds. Let's get uh, some. Uh, let's get some sun in here. Natural lighting. All right, Kalen. Before we get into the Iron Giant, let's jump into our ritual for this season, which you know consists of talking about TV and movie news. And surprise, surprise, I'm going to talk about a TV topic. <laughs> keep keep the ball rolling with. This our freaky, bizarro, <laughs> our Freaky Friday uh, season five. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You've been bringing the movie news. I'll bring the TV news, and so uh, we're going to be talking about Daredevil: Born Again because Deborah Ann Wall, who played Karen Page in Daredevil Netflix Daredevil, uh, says she hasn't been asked to return for Daredevil: Born Again. This was actually on the Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum podcast. Our friend Michael. Just kidding. He doesn't know us, but we know him from hey, Smallville. Shout out to uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who's actually hanging out in the Bay Area. <laughs> at, at the time of recording this, yeah. <laughs> we're, like, so, we're so close to him, but yet so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story, story of our lives, man. We felt close to him, but not close enough. He's like our son. I'm just kidding. Yeah, our, That's my line, <laughs> line, line of Luther. <laughs> Well, Deborah Ann Wall says she's not being uh, asked to return. So my question, Ken, uh, it, for you is, do you think it's the same Daredevil from the Netflix universe? Because if they're not incorporating, let's say, Karen Page, does that mean they're not going to incorporate like Foggy and stuff too? Uh, so do you think it's the same Daredevil from the Netflix universe or not? And I want to know if you think they sh- it should be or not uh, i i would love it to be just because i love the whole netflix universe um and by the way i'm worried that they will probably end up recasting foggy if uh karen page or deborah ann wall uh is not showing up as well um just so that we could get like a i guess fresh um, i guess new chemistry i guess but um I, I wish that they did, but I can see why they didn't want to do it that way because they, they want to put their own spin to it. Um, I honestly don't know who I would recast as Karen Page if they bring her character back into this Born Again TV series. Um, because obviously they, they're bringing back two of the main um, guys, you know, obviously uh, Matt Murdock. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his actor's name right now. Um, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Oh my god. Yeah. And then, um, and then Kingpin, obviously, uh, who's played by uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is going to be. They're going to explain it that this is going to be in this MCU multiverse, and whatever happened in Netflix, I think did actually happen, but it's just happening in a different universe. I think that's as simple as that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ooh, I, I like that, actually. Because I was going to say, like, the Netflix universe is so good that I don't want 
considering the track record so far with the Disney Plus TV shows, yeah, I don't exactly have faith in them doing it right. That's not saying <laughs> anything bad about like the cast or the crew of whatever. The it's just Disney a different Plus style, movie. right? Yeah, it's just I don't know. Like their their track record so far, it's they they just been okay to me. Like they're wat- easily watchable, whatever. But they haven't like blown me out of the water. The closest thing to me was probably like Loki and Moon Knight, and but even then, it's like uh, it's not to the level that I, like some of the hype I'm expecting for these shows. Um, I completely agree. Um, I and it, you know, it leaves the Netflix series those three seasons plus obviously uh, the the Defenders. It, it keeps that its own thing and you know we can always go back and rewatch like what i'm kind of doing right now (laughs) and so um oh by the way just a random aside by the way have you seen the new guardians tv special since it just came out yesterday we're taping this on a the saturday (laughs) after thanksgiving i have not you know what happened was it was late last night and i was like i'll just play some call of duty or whatever (laughs) and then i saw i was like oh it's actually pretty good i'm like Crap, I forgot it was today. <laughs> I thought it was like the 28th or something. Yeah. Did yeah. you see it? I did watch it. That was like the the one thing that I watched last night. Um, and uh, I liked it. It, w- it. it was like a nice little holiday thing. I mean, I, and that's all I was really expecting. And then it was just centered around our uh, favorite Guardians of, the Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Uh, we could talk more in depth when you actually do watch it. But I I, right. I thought it was a nice heartwarming story. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I completely forgot. I was excited for it too. I just yeah. didn't realize it came out like on a Friday. I mm, forgot. I know since they like to release stuff on Wednesdays now usually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. In terms of answering my own question for the Daredevil thing, I do hope it's a different universe. Mm. As much as I would like to continue the Netflix universe. I just hope it doesn't connect just so that it doesn't ruin uh, what we'd already had. Just kind of like what did dead Deadpool, what Ryan Reynolds said for Deadpool three with like Logan, like that's its own separate thing. They're going to be doing whatever new thing in Deadpool three. So I think they're going to take that same approach with Daredevil born again. Yeah. I, and again, hopefully they can come up with something fresh, a different spin and at least, you know, if it does bomb or if it sucks or whatever, then we could still go back to like the old content. Same with, you know, the, the, the Deadpool, but same, uh, especially for this particular question, we always go back to daredevil Netflix. Yep, for sure. But guys, if you want to talk to us on any of our social medias, or even if you miss our last ritual from last season which was like the notable tv or movie of the week you can actually go on our tiktok watch some of our stuff there we're going to talk about some movies or tv shows that we watched and that's our tiktok what's our tiktok again ken i forgot (laughs) (laughs) it's at weekly real pod um just because we screwed up the act weekly real (laughs) yeah no it's at weekly real pod it was available, but, but we screwed it up somehow. Yeah, we're we're not very social media savvy. <laughs> and then our Instagram, uh, which is at Weekly Real. What are we going to be posting on there, Ken? 
Uh, we usually uh, post um, small clips from the actual podcast main episode itself. We've incorporated video. So um, I like to have fun with some of these edits, um, bring these edits uh, to life uh, with uh, some just fun edits with whatever we're talking about on whatever clip we do do decide to highlight. Uh, but yeah, we tr- we try to put like direct links on there, especially when we post to our Instagram story. So all you have to do is literally click on that link. It'll take you directly to uh, the episode, uh, mainly on Apple and Spotify, but we're available on all the major platforms. Yeah, if you haven't already followed us on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Instagram's another easy way of keeping up to date with us. And like Ken said, brings you directly to the episode and you get to see our faces once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode. The Iron Giant is about a young boy who befriends a giant robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent wants to destroy. And this is a movie directed by Brad Bird. Dude. Oh, yeah. We're actually talking about two Brad Bird movies <laughs> this, yep, this season. season. Yeah. Little, little teaser for later. Yeah. You want to get <laughs> people guess what it is? You probably know already. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, there's a guy named Tom that we're going to be talking about again later mm-hmm. this season. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But if you haven't watched The Iron Giant, it is currently streaming on Tubi TV with ads. We're not sponsored by them. Uh, I think it's leaving at the end of the month. That's where I watched it. I think Ken watched it as well. But if you missed that window of time, I'm sure it's going to go stream somewhere else. But it's also available to rent on like the usual things like YouTube, Apple, like not Apple Podcasts, Apple TV. (laughs) Um (laughs) You know, the usual stuff. Redbox, whatever. Amazon also. Yeah. 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 Amazon is a thing. <laughs> yeah, Amazon likes to take over the world. I love Amazon, especially around this time of year. Cyber oh, yeah, Monday! Right. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, we're too, we're too lazy to go out on Black Friday, so Cyber Monday! <laughs> it's all about Cyber Monday. Oh, man. Seriously. All right, double feature time. Uh, this is the section where me and Ken ask each other questions. That... We don't know we're going to ask each other. I mean, I know what I'm going to ask him. So here's my question. <laughs> I, I my hope que- so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hope so. Hopefully I became prepared. Um, okay. So we never got to see where the Iron Giant comes from. Mm. You know, it was like a very E.T. type of thing. And I'm curious. Do you think they should have shown it? Um, for, first off, before I get to my real question, do you think they should have shown where he came from? Um, I'm fine that they didn't show it. Actually, mm. um, I, I I like it. It adds a little bit more mi- mystery, uh, mystery, mystery <laughs> to, to his character, uh, because then you know you're all we're we're all finding out about it as the story goes along. I feel like if you go into um a like a flashback or something like that, then there's going to be that expectation that is set or whatever, and then you might lose some of the audience. So I'm kind of glad that they actually didn't. No, yeah, I think I'm about the same too. I like that things are slowly revealed in this 90-minute movie. Like, because what makes me... It, obviously, there's comparisons to Superman in this, right? We think Krypton... When we think Krypton, usually we think like maybe Jor-El, um, Superman's dad. He was kind of like a noble guy. 
on that planet, even though we got kind of screwed up. Um, so what kind of planet do you think the Iron Giant comes from? Um, is it more like Superman where it's like, oh, kind of a doomed race, but they were kind of good. There were good people there. Or uh, I don't have you watched Invincible, the animated uh, Amazon Prime show? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, uh, I, I know of it because yeah, I think you mentioned it on our uh, OG ritual before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a little bit of a spoiler. That's fine. Um, Go ahead. Because I don't feel like you won't have an inkling to watch it until like maybe season two comes out, <laughs> which is a while. Um, there's a character named Omni Man who comes from like a race of basically conquerors. Like they're like Superman, but they're kind of bad people. So do you think the Iron Giant is more like Superman? More like okay, these noble people who. Uh, like like Jor-El, Krypton, or is it more like the invincible Omni-Man where it's like, oh, evil race of, like a whole planet of evil people? Because the Iron Giant, when he starts off, right, when he bumps his head, he doesn't really know what's going on. He doesn't even know what he can do, really. And then by the end, he's like this huge, like, weapon of mass destruction it was it's kind of cool but i'm like dang he's like some war of the worlds type of. <laughs> speaking of I'm tom like, yeah i was like where's tom cruise <laughs> but yeah it starts running away but uh yeah what do you think like his back in your head cannon um what's like where does the iron giant like come from <laughs> you're gonna like this reference <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I feel like he comes from a world where where it is more of like a an evil planet or whatever, but I feel like he comes from humble humble beginnings or whatever. I'm picturing like his home world like Terminator, rise of the machine, <laughs> like all the machines like take over, you know, like uh-huh. it's that futuristic type of um, advanced race, advanced planet sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like he is maybe like got like humble beginnings and then maybe like the like the good guys or uh, like the rebellion or, you know, like small band of thing. They they like literally, um, I don't know, Frankenstein him the iron giant into this like i don't know crazy like killing machine but yeah, yeah. only again and we you know we'll discuss this uh throughout the film but only when guns are pointed at him so it's mainly out of self-defense Ooh, yeah because that's like his reflex right it's mm-hmm. like when he got triggered when hogarth like po- pointed his toy laser gun thing yeah yeah. Now he's lucky he didn't point that BB gun at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> we got destroyed. Um, yeah. Shoot, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm thinking. Oh, before I get into mine, when he said like Terminator Universe, now I'm just imagining that the Iron Giant instead of Vin Diesel, it was Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Reese myself from the first one, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, but like a, like a like a like a like a obviously an iron giant version of Reese. Yeah, yeah. He okay. seems so lovable, you know. He's yeah. like, and then I don't know. You feel like he's obviously learning. It, you mentioned ET. It's a good, uh, I guess, parallel uh, where you know little boys like trying to teach this, I guess, 
extraterrestrial really uh, yeah. uh like the ways of how earth the world works so uh it was one of my favorite parts of the movie just like the the quieter moments mm, okay my backstory for iron giant i feel like he comes from i guess in pretty similar um tra- like a transformers type of planet Okay. Maybe like Cybertron. There you but go. I want to imagine, I don't know, would he be on the Autobot side or Decepticons? His weaponry is more Decepticons, but his reflex, I guess, is more Autobot. So it's like, uh, I don't know. Do you think he had his mind or soul wiped or whatever? Mm. And obviously he didn't know that he's got all this weaponry? Because I felt like it just got pre-programmed similar to... I'll mention the MCU. Remember in Civil War how the Winter Soldier ended up getting like his uh, the Winter Soldier stuff like unlocked because mm-hmm. of the hi- hypnosis or whatever it was the the words. Yeah, yeah. So See, I, I I don't I know if it so. just lives in there, you know. Maybe maybe he needs to go to Wakanda and get those programming taken out by Shuri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think so. Like. I just feel, I, I think he's more, I think it is like a destructive race that he comes from. Um, I just think he would, and he can fly, and no Autobots can fly, which I mm. forgot that the Iron Giant could fly. So yeah, when he did fly, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But Decepticons fly, so I'm guessing he's a, he's originally a bad guy. <laughs> like Starscream? Yeah, like Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean... For my half of the double feature, I mean, we've kind of mentioned, I guess, some parallels, I guess. Um, And I think the obvious one, just because they literally mention it in the movie, um, the Iron Giant gets introduced to a well-known superhero that both Jeremy and I like called Superman from the DC Comics. And so for my half of the double feature, and I think you'll appreciate it since uh, Jeremy has his no flights uh smallfield t-shirt on i I don't know if that was planned or not but i don't think so (laughs) yeah but my my question jeremy and you'll appreciate this question what was your favorite reference slash parallel between the iron giant and superman um did you want me to go through like the some of the observations that i took note that way you have Mm. like uh i guess a list or did you have one already in mind I think I have one in mind. Just like I don't want to take away too much from yours, but uh, I think, and I've been rewatching Smallville, so it's like this is like Smallville era is basically Iron Giant, right? He's not he's not Superman yet. Yeah. Um, I like that he basically lands with a person, the only person that truly could like understand him and actually take care of him, just like mm. Superman. Um, okay. Landing with Jonathan and Martha. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Hogarth. <laughs> Wait, did I send uh, you that funny remix of that scene? I don't think so. On TikTok? Oh my God, I got to send it to you. <laughs> yeah, send it afterwards. I got to send it. To- You're going to crack up. Sorry for this random <laughs> aside, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much if anyone else found the Iron Giant, I feel like like the, even the way they portrayed other kids in this movie, they were kind of like bullies to Hogarth. Um, his mom, obviously super skeptical. Dean, 
didn't even want to take care of him at first either. So it's just like, mm-hmm. and obviously the government, you don't even have to question that. So it's like he landed with the the best person that I could have landed with. And was it a was it a coincidence? I don't know. It's like with Superman, that's always the thing. It was always meant to be. It yeah. was it was his destiny. <laughs> it's your destiny, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jorel. Oh, I don't man. want your destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having uh season three vibes is usually yeah. when yeah, right? Yeah, about there. Yeah. Oh my god. I haven't gotten there yet on my rewatch. I'm still <laughs> still at the end of uh near the end of season two. Oh man. Uh but some of the um ones that I wanted to mention uh, as far I'll list them off and then I'll I, I kinda wanna based off of this list also, I kinda wanna get your input before i kind of mention it um in addition to um the one that you mentioned about how it's an alien crashing crash landing on earth you know you get the whole meteor or whatever it's kind of like the whole smallville (laughs) uh, meteor shower Uh, but obviously we get the most obvious uh reference when he's in when they're at the the scrap yard and then he puts the s on his chest and everything i Mm. thought that was pretty cool um you get the laser eyes. Obviously, Superman mm-hmm. has laser eyes. You mentioned the flight. I mean, you kind of get a little bit of that Superman, but also Iron Man, let's be honest, yeah. uh, when he like literally thing. But then at the very end of the film, when you realize the whole thing, I don't know if you caught this, but all the parts are gathering because he crash lands in somewhere in Iceland and it's kind of like his fortress of solitude. Oh, dude. I did not think of that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Man, I was thinking more Captain America. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah, I did not think of the fortress of solitude. That kind of makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's usually where Superman goes to find solitude and uh, mm-hmm. guidance and all that stuff. But eventually he always comes back. I think that's a good parallel. And if you read into it like that, like I did, he'll he'll eventually come back to where were they from? They were in Maine. Uh they were I forget in Maine, the name yeah. of the I forget the name of the town, but yeah, they were in Maine. Okay. I was like, dang, land all the way over there. Okay. Oh, by the way, I just thought of another uh I just thought of another parallel. Uh after he dies, and remember he saves a missile that's similar to a lot of the pl- uh same plots that we've seen in superman movies or episodes on the tv shows where he grabs a missile and he sacrifices himself mm-hmm. they even created a, a a statue for the iron giant a la like kal-el <laughs> in in the snyderverse yeah see oh yeah the snyderverse so it's just like it's pretty much we're gonna get like a super rise of superman or mm-hmm. is he gonna come in a black suit with a mullet i mean who knows <laughs> the iron giant little, you know what i mean little curl yeah, yeah. Or maybe so, he'll he'll have a beard like Henry Cavill at the beginning of uh, Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would just be weird with Vin Diesel's voice. Oh, shoot. Yeah, because, I mean, the reason why I brought up this thing, because, I, again, it it was one of the ones that where I just thought about. I try to, it's like, obviously Superman, you know, but the comic books, too. I thought that was uh, pretty fun to, because... It was what 1957, and I, mm-hmm. I guess Superman was just kind of like uh, being introduced, and and it's you know it's a fun way to have uh, that parallel between you know like young kids, mm-hmm. but then 
you get this whole superhero saving everyone in the town and for him to sacrifice himself at the end of the movie um that's something that superman would do and i don't know i just feel like i'm hope and this is just the hope of mine just like you said with the fortress of solitude uh reference which is my favorite i just hope it leads to a, a, a sequel and i'm wondering why they haven't had the sequel already dude they should have a sequel like with hogarth grown up and like iron giant i don't know like he's more aware you still have vin diesel so he could do it um that would be cool i don't think they're ever gonna do it just because i think the movie ends pretty well and that your target demographic has like grown up but like like you said like maybe it can evolve like toy story pretty much I feel like, okay, this is just me pitching the idea. Elevator pitch time. This movie came out in 99. In 2024, it'll be the 25th anniversary. And it's a nice, like, not even number, but it's a nice number. 25 years. If you said it, what's 1957 plus 25? Crap. 57 plus 25. Like in the 70s. 80. 82. <laughs> 84. Right, wait. 84. Oh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I can't do math right now. It's too early. Well, there's daylight. whatever 1957 plus 25 is, because I can't think right now with, with math. I have that turned off for today. You can have it where Hogarth is obviously 25 years older. He's got a kid of his own now. Mm. And again... The Iron Giant's been in somewhere in Iceland this whole time in his Fortress of Solitude. Damn, that would be good. And then, like, he comes back, maybe something happens. If it is, if our math is right and it's in the 80s and we have this Cold War thing going on during that time, we can have that be the, the center of the overall movie plot. He comes in to kind of save, he reconnects with Hogarth with a son, maybe, and then you could have that kind of dynamic. A little bit and then within the story you can then have the flashbacks to iron giants past and you know like some of his memories that are locked in there uh from his his own world the it, it kind of reminds me of like i guess superman returns mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much you can even call it the iron giant returns, returns. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much it's like it, it reminds you of that where it's like okay you get to explore more of the backstory you get to someone has a son <laughs> in in the movie i don't think it's a bad idea uh i honestly would like to see that especially with the whole cold war situation going on mm. i think the stuff that they were alluding to, like with the fear of, oh, the Russians, Sputnik mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right. I think was really cool to see. Because I forgot, as it, or I forgot the, the movie took place in 1957. And so I'm going into this, I'm like, hey, that's actually a cool idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if Brad Bird can find a way to kind of, uh, I don't know. Come up with a a, a coherent story. Uh, 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 obviously, it has to be worthy because obviously you don't want to ruin the legacy that is the Iron Giant, even though it bombed in the box office. <laughs> Hopefully, he could come up with something like that because I feel like 
you know, I feel like new ideas are few and far between. I feel like it's time to resurrect certain obscure sometimes you know some of them are like uh some of these properties are are more obscure but i feel like this one has a enough of a following where it can it can benefit from having a sequel but only if it's done properly yeah because we we are always advocates of like new material and all that stuff but there are some reboots that they choose to do that really shouldn't be done and then there are some properties that are shelved that it's like they could easily get a good story out of, mm-hmm. like the Iron Giant, like Dread. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with you. I wouldn't mind seeing like a maybe like a like soft reboot continuation type of thing with Iron Giant. Oh man, I would be totally on board with it, and just because it's built up of uh, enough of a cult following in the last 23 years i feel like it would do much better in the box office especially with um i think obviously that was a previous generation now young families you'll have uh parents now taking their kids to watch a potential iron giant sequel and then um yeah maybe it'll just do really well and take over yeah, man. It's like the Iron Giant, maybe it was too early for its time, you know? Yep. Good with right. good voice acting, too. Yeah, it was actually really, like, I, I, you know, it not being Disney and all that stuff, I was afraid to, like, am I going to like the animation still? The animation was actually really good. I was like, holy crap. Agreed. Like, the way they would, like, rotate around the Iron Giants and all that stuff. Some of the camera work camera work as in quotations <laughs> <laughs> it was really good yeah uh i want to ask you guys because this is my childhood movie that i'm sharing with ken i remember having like the little iron giant toy as a kid uh, i love that and so uh that's my childhood movie but i also want to ask the audience what is your favorite animated movie that is not disney or dreamworks because i know that's like all our favorites uh and i also want to well I'm going to say no anime, but I guess if that, that's like your only childhood animated movies, it's fine, but I'm not going to include it in mine. Um, Ken, do you have a favorite one that's not Disney or DreamWorks? You know, I had to look this up just to make sure that I didn't choose one on accident. And so luckily there was a list. By the way, one of the ones included on the list is actually the movie that we'll be covering next week, but stay tuned for that teaser later on this episode. Mm-hmm. The one that I found is from my childhood. It was made in 1986, Jeremy, way before your time, a full decade before your time. It's a movie called An American Tale. Have you seen it? American Tale. I feel like I've heard it, but I don't think I've seen it. Oh, man. It's it's, uh, got a great story. It's another one of these uh, animated films that it's probably around 80 to 90 minutes, so it's like a very quick pace has a ton of heart and uh and it has like a major theme song similar to uh well we did dirty dancing i guess (laughs) like (laughs) a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. it's uh have you heard of the song somewhere out there yeah of course that's where that move that's where that song comes from holy crap okay yeah and so i know we're doing what uh like you know we're giving our guilty pleasure little mini series, a little bit of a break. If we continue our 
like what childhood movies uh, series next season. Maybe I'll I'll go ahead and share this movie with you since you haven't seen it. Hmm. Okay. I'm curious because you know that song is timeless in a way. It's so. very timeless. It's a classic '80s song, actually. Yeah. So I, honestly, I think you would like it. You know what? I think we'll find a way to have this next season. All right. Sounds good. Uh, on the opposite end, my, <laughs> my favorite animated movie that's not Disney or DreamWorks, I went with Batman Under the Red Hood or The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People die in Batman Under the Red Hood. I think someone's head explodes. So mm. definitely not a children's animated movie. <laughs> definitely it's not. It's an animated movie. Definitely not. But yeah, yep. I, I'll I'll take your word for it. I, I feel like I haven't seen it yet. Only because I I'm a huge fan of the animated series. Obviously, that's not a movie, but I feel like I'm picturing something along those same lines. Yeah, I actually recommend The Dark Knight Returns for for someone like you. Uh, just because it's also like Peter Weller's voice is Batman. The soundtrack's really good. So Ooh, I recommend okay. it. And you see parallels with like the Dark Knight Rises and some of the influences. The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go check it out to see if it's uh, streaming anywhere. It's on, Maybe HBO, on Max. HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> yeah. figured. All the DC stuff's usually on there. Yeah. Yeah. Not sponsored, uh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Let us, let us know, guys, what your favorite animated movie is. Hopefully it's not Disney or DreamWorks. Not hopefully. A lot of people's favorites are Disney or DreamWorks. But we like to mix it up. So uh, you can tell us on the social medias, like Instagram, we mentioned that, at Weekly Real. If you want to comment us on TikTok, that's at Weekly Real Pod. And then if you want to give us your full list or whatever, you can uh, email us at uh, the, thy, Weekly real podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> right, Ken? Uh, no, because we're actually in 2022 where we don't use the word thy any longer. Um, it's actually, there's no the in it or thy. <laughs> it's, or thine actually for, for that matter. It's weekly real pod <laughs> at gmail.com. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, guys, welcome back from your bathroom break <laughs> and our <laughs> bathroom break as well. Uh, let's jump into the weekly real awards. We're going to start off with the Jensen Award for underrated character or underrated scene. Ken, which one are you going to choose this week? I, f- I feel like uh, my, I guess the bizarro part of this Jensen Award where I've been always. <laughs> I usually will go underrated scene. I've been doing underrated character like all this season. I put that to an end. I'm going with underrated scene. Okay. <laughs> going back to my roots. It's got to be the uh, that one scene w- with the whole bedtime story slash comic book scene. Mm. This is where Hogarth introduces the idea of Superman to the Iron Giant when he comes across the Superman comic. Um, here, uh, I actually have the quote uh, from Hogarth. I, I just love his... Uh, description. I feel like Hogarth is a very, very good storyteller for being so young. Uh, by the way, did they mention how old Hogarth is? Shoot, I don't really know. Because I was also trying to figure that out at the end when, 
You know, yeah. it's like how however long later Dean and Jennifer Aniston <laughs> are uh, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, thing, and then he gets up from like his friends and stuff. I'm like, how old is this kid? I don't really know. I want to guess like between like ten to something, twelve. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely in elementary school. He's like in one of those ages where he hasn't obviously gone through puberty yet because he's got that really high voice. Yeah. Um, similar to Russell from Up. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it uh-huh. offline, but I wanted to mention it online. Uh, but his quote when he's like talking about the Superman comic and he's introducing Superman, the character to Iron Man, uh, uh, Iron Man, uh, <laughs> Iron Giant. I like he go. I like how he says, "This is Superman." He's a lot like you. Crash landed on Earth, didn't know what he was doing, but he only uses powers for good, never for evil. Remember that. And, dude, I, I just love, again, love the parallels with um, Iron Giant and how he he obviously crash lands into this new world, mm-hmm. Earth, and now he's having to like be a sponge and learn so many different customs from this little kid who's also just basically discovering earth but he's very very learned learned and he he's got a lot of philosophies already on life so you gotta i guess shout out jennifer anderson i forget the mom's name Uh, mrs hughes yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) mrs hughes uh (laughs) but um, I don't know. I, I, I really do like how this is where he gets introduced to Superman, the uh, the concept of good versus evil. Because remember, later on in that um, that scene, uh, Hogarth also introduces a uh, what is a, a Tomo, mm-hmm, a Tomo, and then he's like, "Oh, that's a Tomo, the Metal Menace. He's not a hero. He's a villain. But you're not like him. You're a good guy, like Superman." I'm like, "Oh, oh it's." <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> like foreshadowing dude I, now i'm thinking about it um i was wondering where hogarth's dad was and do you think he's mm. old enough to be like for his dad to be like a world war Two, like you know vet or whatever it's like it's like maybe you know world war Two and all that stuff i don't i don't know it seems kind of 57 and if he's like maybe 10 i don't know maybe korean war uh, i think i think uh because world war Two ended in 45 yeah. i don't think he's 12 or because then he would uh, he would still be in the war itself yeah so i don't think he'd be a world war Two vet uh if he is a vet I again, Korean War. I think would be the best bet. Yeah. Okay. Just I was trying to consider my headcanon for all this backstory <laughs> that we yeah. that we're not told. But yeah, dude, that was a that scene where they're just like they didn't really have a campfire, right? It was just like no, it was, it was in like their barn or whatever that it, that was. Like little, it was a barn. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird, right? I'm like, <laughs> why did they have a bar barn? But it's like, yeah, that was. That was a really good scene because, it, like you said, it sets up the the story perfectly. And Hogarth is not, like, annoying. I think that's the yes. huge thing, right? It's like <laughs> this kid that's always, like, flailing around and trying to get things He's not together. Amon. Yeah. From, <laughs> from Black Adam. <laughs> he is the anti-Amon. <laughs> yeah. He's what Amon probably should have been. Yeah. You know? But um, I'm going to go with uh, my Jensen Award for underrated character is going to be Dean because for 
the whole movie, I'm just imagining Dean being played by Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if they ever did That's a, a live-action Iron Giant, even back then and now, I would still cast Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> just because he, he's, like, a little strange. He's, um... He has, you he's know, got the soul patch. Yeah, the soul patch getting that, um, uh, the black attire going on. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's just, he screams Jeff Goldblum to me. And just the way he looks, I feel like they took inspiration from Jurassic Park. Yeah, it could have been because what, Jurassic Park came, came out in 93, the first one? Yeah, so I'm thinking, and the way he kind of acts like kind of cynical and all that stuff, but it's like he's still part of the the journey of the kid. Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, Dean, I think is whenever he was there, it's like, okay, he's the more grounded, uh, adult, even though he's a little weird, you got, um, the other adults, like, I mean, like, um, Mrs. Hughes is not really like that part of the story that much, but then you got, what's his name? The FBI guy. Uh, Kent Mansley. Yeah. Kent Mansley. He's a little bit, animated he's a little bit crazy too so i feel like dean was uh more of the more grounded adults in in the movie so i'm gonna go with dean yeah that's a good one yeah i feel like um the reason why i went with underrated scene Mm -hmm. because i uh instead of characters because i felt like dean was really though i was trying to should I go with the FBI agent? I don't know. I felt like he was straight up heel the yeah. whole time. So <laughs> I, I I couldn't I couldn't in good faith uh, pick Kent Mansley if I was going with a non-Dean uh, supporting character. Yeah, yeah. Because at first I, I was trying to understand Kent Mansley's perspective. Like, okay, I kind of get it in terms of like, oh, you know, we've been through all this stuff. There's this kind of uh war cold war stuff kind of brewing so i i kind of get it and like there's this fear of other countries and um they're always thinking of the iron giants like russian and all that stuff too so it's just like oh man uh i kind of got that but then when he started like really going crazy and basically stalking hogarth <laughs> i like the little montage though that he gets with calling him like chief um <laughs> Like sport, <laughs> all these like nicknames, never calling them like yeah. Hogarth. Yeah, it was funny. I thought I feel like uh, Kent Mansley's real motivations was because he really loved his company car and Iron Giant just ate it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he really loved that car, damn it. Yeah, that was see, at first it's like he, he started off a little innocent, but then when you start uh putting Hogarth's life at risk. <laughs> that, that was huge. I'm like, I, I, this guy's I full know. of like, Whoa. heel, you know? Yeah. One of the greatest villains of our time, Kent Mansley. Who would have thought? I <laughs> <laughs> a really good He don't villain. care about no no sport or slugger or, yeah. <laughs> or whatever he kept calling him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next award is the With Great Power Comes Great Responsibility Award for Saddest Scene. Ken... Oh, oh did this get the waterworks going or what? Uh, it almost did. It was it was it was really good. And uh 
I guess this would be a now. This would now be a good time to mention that Ted Lasso yep. <laughs> little thing. So, okay, little sidebar before I get into my uh, winner for the with great power comes great responsibility award. Uh, my my exposure to Iron the Iron Giant prior to us oh me finally screening this movie for this podcast episode was in Ted Lasso season one episode. Uh, sorry, yeah, season one episode seven where uh, the AFC Richmond, which is the, the soccer team, without giving too many spoilers, they were on the road uh, to play their next game. And so they voted on doing movie night. And the movie that they ended up choosing for the team to watch was The Iron Giant. And so, you know, they they actually did have actual clips. By the way, the, the one short actual visual clip with audio that they did show was when you know iron giant gets revealed and, and he's behind hogarth and he's like walking and he's like literally hungry he wants to eat metal and then ends up getting electrocuted at you know at the power plant or whatever yeah, yeah. it was so it shows that scene in the background and you know they're still talking or whatever the scene ends uh that part of the scene ends with uh ted lasso uh talking with his right hand man and coach uh coach beard he's basically saying hey do me a favor, keep an eye on these guys, because around the 74-minute mark, there's going to be a room full of grown men uh, that are crying. And then Coach Beard, he's eating a slice of pizza. He pulls out a box of tissues, and he says, I'll be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then so it cuts to a completely different scene, and then it cuts back into the scene, yeah. and it just shows like a room of like all the players just like crying. It doesn't show any of the visuals, but okay. you can hear the audio in the background. And it's that one scene where uh, the Iron Giant's in space, and then you could hear the Hogarth uh, voiceover. It's like, you are who you choose to be. And then he goes, Superman. Yeah. And then like, everyone's all crying and stuff. And so I obviously didn't get that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that reference the first time I watched Ted Lasso a couple years ago during the pandemic. But uh, as soon as I watched... Uh, the Iron Giant the first time I went immediately watched this episode and I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, that scene in Iron Giant, yeah. it, it definitely got me a little teary eyed and all that stuff. Yeah. Cause I forgot yeah. how the, the scene actually like played out. Yeah. Um, it reminded, <laughs> we already mentioned Terminator, but it reminded me of Terminator two. You know, when he's like, I don't, don't know. go. <laughs> yeah. Don't go. I order you not to go and all that stuff. I'm like, damn. <laughs> it reminded me of that too, actually. <laughs> why? Why, Jeremy? Why? <laughs> it it reminded me of a mix of Terminator with The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> you know, where he has to sacrifice oh, himself yes. with the nuke. The nuke, yes. Or even um Tony Stark in the first Avengers. Yeah. The the Avengers, not the Captain America the first, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iron Man, but, Iron um, Giant, same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so that I, I didn't want to go with that obvious choice. I, so I wanted to, you know, use this as a platform to mention, I guess, my second favorite, mm. which was uh, when the Iron Giant learns about life and death during that deer scene. Dude. I was like, actually, that was pretty like heartbreaking because he's learning about like the concept of life and death for mm. the first time. And then, you know, it's like it starts off beautifully. You know, he's connecting with the deer. And then all of a sudden, bam, the hunters kill the deer. Yeah. Dang. And dude, I dude, I felt like the 
that one line by the hunter is like, it's the monster. I'm like, bruh, you're the monster. You just killed life. Yeah, Damn. dude. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I just thought it was, again, it, it's one of those character scenes where Hogarth takes the time to teach uh, the Iron Giant about life and death. And they even mentioned later on in as the scene goes along about souls and everything. I was like, wow, this got really deep, mm-hmm. really fast. And so, and then, and then remember, um, the Iron Giant was all emo. He's like, like laying down there. He was like depressed, having yeah. to witness that death. And then all of a sudden, he even does the whole emo thing, looks up at the sky, and he's like just pondering life and death and everything. I was like, damn, that was kind of an underrated death scene. You know he, what I mean? He did so. pull a Clark Kent, you know, with he blamed it on himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, cause he's like, Oh, I scared the deer. I pushed yeah. the deer towards the hunters and then hunters kill it. Even though, you know, that's not his fault, but it's a very Superman way of thinking. Also Tom Welling, shout out. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, those were honestly the two saddest scenes of the movie. So I'm, I'm going to just double down on it pretty much, but with the death scene. And like you said, Hogarth is super like well-spoken to explain these things to the iron giant. And if he like explains it not well, (laughs) the end of this movie could be very different. (laughs) Um, Yeah, dude. Like I love the visual of when the iron giant tries to go pick up the deer because he doesn't understand that the deer is dead. And Hogarth's like, what are you doing? All that stuff's like, you know, the Iron Giant's kind of confused what's going on. And later on, when he tries to pick up Hogarth and Hogarth Hogarth. doesn't move, I was like, I thought he was dead. I was like, no, he better not be dead. (laughs) They can't kill a kid in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's so dark. (laughs) And you think about it, though, as as an adult, when you watch that stuff, when they're all shooting and he's trying to cover Hogarth with his hands. Yeah. And they ultimately like fall out of the sky. It's like, how is Hogarth not dead? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or crushed in the, in the palm of <laughs> the Iron Giant's hands. Exactly. And so when you think that like you're always there and the Iron Giant thinks that he's dead, as an adult, you're like, with your logic, it's like, shoot, this kid should be dead. <laughs> so, and it took a while for them to reveal that Hogarth wasn't dead. I'm like, holy crap. Wow. Yeah. Um, man, that was intense. That was, that was, that was pretty was, tough. Yeah, I thought I thought Hogarth was dead, and I've seen this movie before. <laughs> oh man, but the, I love the uh, again just to bring up Terminator Two because we love Arnold on this podcast, mm-hmm. especially Jeremy. <clears throat> um, I love when remember um, Hogarth obviously is back. Uh, I guess from being unconscious and then they get to the town and then right before the iron giant takes off to, you know, uh, save the world, I guess, or at least the town. Mm-hmm. I love the, the whole um, juxtaposition where the iron giant is now. It's like, you stay, I'll go, oh, whatever that dang. whole thing. I was like, that's where it really got started. I was like, no, this is the 74 minute mark. Damn it. Ted Lasso. <laughs> That was such a good line, too. Oh, See, yeah, dude. Brad Bird knows what to like, how to pull the heartstrings, dude. I know. Man. My goodness. 
like that, that was intense. Yeah, I love that Terminator Two. <laughs> like, who knew a giant, <laughs> uh, iron giant could be more human than humans? I know. Oof. <laughs> All right, let's get into the, our next award, the Avengers Assemble Award for favorite scene. Um, I'm guessing it's not the deaths, even though they were really good. So, what was your favorite? Well, scene? again, uh, the ending scene is really my favorite. But again, in the like similar to our dirty dancing scene, like I'll, I want to mention and talk about my uh, a, a second underrated scene because, mm-hmm. um, because I mean we could talk about that end scene. It was just the cli- emotional climax of the movie. Like it's obviously the the climax of all the action too. It's literally the the highlight of Act Three. Uh, but I and I think you, <laughs> you'll appreciate the scene that I'm about to talk about yeah. as far as my Avengers Assemble award. So the award that i would give to for favorite scene is the landslide uh what was it like a sunday slash coco lax scene where oh. uh, kent mansley <laughs> is talking with hogarth he's trying to interrogate and then like literally hogarth busts it out with the coco laxes chocolate uh flavored like laxative i guess and like kent mansley is in the middle of like a rant and he's interrogating um, Hogarth. He's basically speaking, just like you said, about like from this place of paranoia because of what was going on politically around that time and everything. You know, they were paranoid about that Sputnik uh, satellite that was um, wrote what was it, going around the Earth, mm-hmm. I guess, um, in the beginning of the movie. And then we just randomly get a taste of classic Dumb and Dumber. Yep. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, like, he's, like, literally in the middle of interrogating this little kid in a very public place. And all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he has to think. I feel like the only thing that was missing was Mansley literally doing the whole, um, like, massive diarrhea scene for that harry had to yeah. deal with and then ending with a squeak to finish off the scene and so i i wanted to mention that because i just immediately thought of dumb and dumb yeah. it's like one of my favorite movies <laughs> see in that scene it reminds me of like a mix of obviously the dumb and dumber uh laxative scene but also the dumb and dumber po- poison scene <laughs> yes mixed with <laughs> we landed on the moon <laughs> you know that type of scene too so it's like three three in one because you get the sputnik thing and then <laughs> uh the lax and i guess the atmosphere also so yeah that was a that was a good scene man and i don't know man maybe inspiration from dumb and dumber dumb and dumber came out in 94 right 94 yep exactly <laughs> so, brad bird lo- also loves <laughs> dumb and dumber <laughs> who would have thunk it Dumb and Dumber and Terminator, a good mix. Yeah. Hey, you mix those two together, you get the Iron Giant. (laughs) Uh, My favorite scene, usually, you know me, I usually like going for like the emotional stuff, but this time I'm going to go full on like action scene. I like the military versus the Iron Giant chase scene. That was good. As soon as like they start firing on him after he saved those kids. Uh, all the way to the end, pretty much. It very it played like a Hollywood action sequence, but you had all the emotional beats in there, where he's he wants to fire back, but then it's like he's trying to protect Hogarth and uh, Kent Mansley's going nuts <laughs> trying to get this <laughs> kid killed, pretty much. 
oh man especially when dean is trying to like explain to them it's like oh he's not he's not a bad guy he's just being defensive it's like that's his Uh reflex and then freaking ken mansley's like he killed a kid (laughs) it's like damn really yeah he did he gave zero f's just literally just uh let's kill that iron giant i don't care if if, uh collateral damage is uh, a little kid yeah dude that's crazy but everything about that scene like the the action i don't think you would really see like military and guns like that in today's animation for kids mm-hmm. and for them to, but it just felt all real and very that's what makes the death scene for the iron giant um hit harder because it's like oh man all these humans and the only people that really or the only one that really believes in him is like hogarth and dean pretty much and it, it, but he's still willing to like protect like his human friend i think that was mm-hmm. crazy to me oh man man vin diesel man he's i think wait has he done a other voice overwork besides being groot and uh thing because the sacrifice that groot did in guardians <laughs> of the galaxy and this i was like oh man yeah, see, it's like, I don't it's know. They they the like emotional using stakes. <laughs> Vin Diesel sparingly with his voice, which I actually like <sighs> the development of his voice throughout the movie. Actually, where it's like you could mm. barely understand him in the beginning, and then he really you actually start to hear more Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, as the he, he starts on. to enunciate a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't make me cry on freaking video <laughs> damn it such a sad scene all right oh, we'll shit. cut cut the waterworks with the guess the rotten tomato score game then <sighs> uh i am leading at 17 ken you're at eight tied with the guests at eight actually and we've got our guest andrea you have it right ken i do um and, and we f- figured it would be appropriate since uh Andrea, I mean, we're doing the uh, this little mini series within season five where we're sharing uh, our one of our favorite childhood movies. And obviously this week was the first week with uh, the Iron Giant with uh, with Jeremy. Next week will be Andreas and I'll reveal what that movie will be next week. And so um, and it helped that Andrea has actually seen this movie. So uh, I did get Andrea's guess. Um via text a little earlier today hmm. she is guessing 89 <laughs> percent no, no way all right no way yeah what, <laughs> what's your score again well because before i texted andrea asking her for my guess i did come up with something on on my notes uh-huh. I think we. I know where we're going with this because I ended up guessing eighty nine percent as well. Holy crap! And to uh, complete the trifecta, I also guessed eighty nine percent. Holy crap! Damn dude. it! As soon as you busted out laughing, I was like, "No effing way!" <laughs> uh, what? Okay. Remember, guys, this isn't planned. We all create our scores offline, uh, usually right after. We we create them separately after we watch the movie. Damn. 
That's never ever happened before. I yeah. mean, yeah, we've uh, like Jeremy and I have guessed the same thing. Like one of us has guessed uh, similarly to a guest score before. Mm-hmm. Never all three though. Never all three. Never uh, all. Three. Do you want to get? Actually, while you're looking that up, I'll update the score for everyone <laughs> while you're looking that up. Yep. So Jeremy now, I mean, we're all tied for first. Um, Jeremy now is up to 20. Uh, and then me and the guests are up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We couldn't guess like one point higher or lower. <laughs> yeah. Geez. We might have to do decimals moving forward. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the tomato meter is with 143. Huh? <laughs> it's 89 yeah, also. No, <laughs> That'd be crazy. It's 96%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang, I knew I should have gone with 90. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, because I was like, it's 1999, and I don't remember the Iron Giant being very popular. So I was like, maybe it's just lower. <laughs> I was going to say 88, That's... but I'm like, 89. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we're again, we're taping this uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yesterday happened to be the uh, the World Cup uh, group. What was it? The the round robin stage, uh, the group stage, I should say, with uh, United States versus England. And they were in a nil nil tie um, zero zero for us Americans. So I guess ties are in order. We just like ties here on the Weekly Real podcast. Damn. Oh, well. Wow. That's crazy. First time for everything. I guess so. (laughs) But the real rating system comes from our I Love You 3000 award, where we're super accurate (laughs) with our rating scale, and it never deviates from... (laughs) Never, ever. (laughs) From the beginning of season one. Yeah, and it's never like we've had to adjust our rating systems from season to season or from episode to episode. Yep, never. (laughs) Never. It's not like I gave Fast 9 a higher score than I wanted to. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Vin Diesel, what's your uh, rating for the Iron Giant? <laughs> well, my rating uh, for the Iron Giant is 2640, 88%. I love this movie. Um, I'm, honestly, I don't know why I never got around to watching it. Um, the fact that it was featured on... Again, one of my favorite TV shows on Ted Lasso uh, in in that episode was already like, oh, I already know that I'll probably like this movie a lot. And honestly, I'm obviously, you know, this came out in 99. I was already in college right around this time. And so I could see why I never watched it in its original run. But to be honest, I don't know why I didn't watch it in the last couple of years after the Ted Lasso little cameo. And so uh, I'm glad that this season got me to watch it because again, this is a very rewatchable movie for me and it even has room to be in the nineties. I think it's, it's that good. It is good. I, I gave it a little bit more of a conservative, conservative score. Uh, at 2550 out of 3000 so 85 percent. i wanted to be like okay this is a standard you know what i mean <laughs> it's like uh but i really like this movie obviously <clears throat> it's my childhood movie didn't watch it too many times as a kid i think um i remember always liking it but toy story was always like the one i would rewatch. um but i think as an adult 
it's like the messages in this story are so deep. Like mm. I love Toy Story. I think as you get older, maybe like Toy Story three, you kind of resonate more as an adult. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Yep. Um, we talked about this offline for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Iron Giant, the messages and how deep the story is, or the messages with like life and death and killing is bad. Death isn't bad. It's like, holy crap. It's just, it's just what happens. I think it was something that's like so profound. Just the way that he kind of put it in black and white. I think if I were to like recommend like an animated movie, that's not Disney and stuff, man, this is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good movie. Um, again, I'm still wondering why there hasn't been a uh, sequel yet. Just because, well, uh, obviously, I, I'm guessing the reason why, the real reason why is because it didn't do well in the, uh, in the box office. But just because it got critical praise, I feel like, again, years after, I feel like a lot of people do talk about it. I see it on people's list for favorite animated movies, so... All right, Ken, we're going to be talking about another animated movie next week. And what is that? Yes, we are, actually. So next week, we will be continuing our little mini-series that we do have uh, within Season 5 of the Weekly Reel Podcast, where we're sharing uh, favorite childhood uh, movies. And so next week will actually be one of Andrea's uh, favorite childhood movies, where... The last remaining heir of a Russian royal family joins a couple of con men as they try to get this particular heir to her grandmother while escaping the evil Rasputin in the 1997 animated classic Anastasia. And so, um, yeah, I remember when this movie came out, I was like, "Ah, okay, it's probably not a movie that I'll particularly watch. Uh, But you know what? There's a first time for everything, and both Jeremy and I have not seen this uh, favorite childhood movie of uh, Andrea's. She will be returning back to the podcast. Uh, uh, I think her last episode was Josie, oh, yeah. the tiger and the fish, I believe. I think so, yeah. The end of last season. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, if you want to join in on this conversation, Anastasia right now is streaming on Stars. And is also available to rent on the usual su- suspects like YouTube, Amazon, Apple, Redbox, etc., etc. Yeah, uh, man, that movie has some big shoes now to to follow up. And the Iron Giant. <laughs> so, yeah. no pun intended with the size <laughs> shoes thing. Anyway, <laughs> plugs for this week. Uh, I just wanted to share. Uh, the end of yesterday is still on YouTube, still still available to watch. The end of yesterday, Infinite Loop Studios on YouTube. Yes, definitely hit that subscribe button, hit the bell for mm-hmm. notifications on future projects, uh, which I'm sure you're still kind of cooking. Yeah, still still working, still on that. Been busy with other stuff too, but yeah, it's still still going. Nice, nice. And then for me, you could just follow me on social media. I'm mainly on Instagram and TikTok at FreeKenA. And just like Jeremy's links, we'll put everything in the episode notes. Nice. Any final thoughts on the Iron Giant? 
All right, Jeremy. Um, I just actually just thought of this, uh, like during this episode while we've been, uh, obviously talking about the iron giant, how much, uh, this movie has actually been, it's actually a really good movie, obviously as evidenced by my, I love you 3000 score. And so let me ask you this. If you had to pick between an iron giant sequel Mm. that we've talked about and maybe pitch some of our own ideas or a live action version of the Iron Giant, a remake, like a true remake uh, that's um, got its stamp of approval by Brad, uh, by Brad Bird. Which would you choose? Crap! I I love the animation, and I would love to see a live action version because I think the the story lends to that too, visually. But. I'm going to go with the sequel animated just because Mm. I was actually more impressed by the animation this time than I wasn't, I was kind of expecting it to be pretty old. And I thought Mm. I remembered, I I, I thought I remembered iron giant being like this weird 3d animation sometimes, but it was actually like 2d the way that like the camera camera would turn around the iron giant, but it was actually wasn't like 3d CG animation. It was like, like 2D, but I don't know. Like it was still like hand drawn and all that stuff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, and that's one of the things that I do appreciate about older animated films is because then you get the whole hand drawn thing, because obviously technology was uh, very limited back then. Uh, but if I had to choose, ah, I would choose sequel as well. Mm-hmm. Although I would love to see a live action version of this uh just because i feel like uh you can you can make the iron giant look really cool and then it could be something that maybe warner brothers can pick up on or something like that since uh they own well they own disney uh disney uh dc DC. right yeah yeah so they can still do the whole superman references and all that stuff right uh i think it would just like the movie is so cinematic in itself already it would be so cool in live action. Uh, but my biggest fear is with casting a really annoying kid. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't, don't cast them on. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's, but he, yeah. Te- okay. He's like a 15 year old kid acting like he's eight years old. <laughs> I know. I felt Hogarth uh, was well wise be- beyond his years. Yeah. I thought he was really, ah, he was, his voice acting was really good. And you really, I don't know. I felt like, again, his storytelling was like really, good, really good for, especially for some young person. So I guess kudos to the writers uh, who wrote his lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. But um, to, to fully answer my question, really my real answer is both capital B, <laughs> capital O, capital A, capital F, both. Yeah, man. That's it. I that's I don't have anything else really to mention yeah. about Iron Giant. I think I had all my anecdotes already about the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I recommend if people haven't seen this movie, like, and you know people that haven't seen this and they like animated movies, show them the Iron Giant. is much mm-hmm. better than I remembered, and the pacing is like, like, even with ads when we watched on Tubi TV, not sponsored. Like the ads went by really like like really fast and the the pacing was perfect, honestly. Yeah, definitely no fat to trim. You know what I mean? There wasn't really any slow parts and like even the uh 
um, the more talky parts or whatever had a great message to it. So I felt like there was no dead air, really. I enjoyed every bit of that movie. Yeah, the writing, good testament to the writing. It was beautifully written and you felt it. And even, you know, like as an adult, man, I still like this movie. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering why it bombed in the box office. Yeah. Now it's like a mystery to me. Um, only, I guess, only people that were alive in 1999. Oh, that was us. We're both alive. <laughs> both alive. I don't think I had really had a choice, but, you know. I don't think you had a choice, though. You were still only like, what, two, three? Yeah, something three? like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a good episode, Ken, on The Iron Giant. Next week, we're going to be talking about Anastasia which I thought was like some magic movie. I've never seen this movie before, but I'm excited now. We're starting with our childhood movies. Hopefully Andrea brought some some big guns to this. Well, I've seen um, some decent reviews, I guess. I Obviously no Rotten Tomatoes scores or anything like that, but uh, I have a feeling that it's going to be at least decent. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to having Andrea um, rejoin the pod uh, for next week's episode. So that'd be a nice little change of pace. For sure. I feel like it's going to be a good episode next week on Anastasia. And until then, we'll see you next time on The Real. <laughs>